So um, I'm going to hand over to Alice and to Silas, who are going to take on uh, the next part. So Silas, do you want to come in front of the screen? I'll just wait for you, my friend. Thank you. It's great to have you with us. So Silas and Alice will be interviewing. Hi. We're very excited to have Silas with us today. And I'm going to be asking him some questions on his one of his favourite passages of scripture in keeping with our journey, looking at people in the Old Testament and the life of faith. But also I think it's a prophetic moment where this particular scripture is this particular scripture is really timely for the context we're in now. So, Silas. Hi. He, doesn't he look smart today? If you could only see his shoes, you can't. <laughs> it's a shame. Our Old Testament character today is Jehoshaphat. What is it about him that is so exciting for you? Um, well, you've kind of said it really in your intro. I think it's just the perfect story for us um, right now in our nation because it speaks of a leader. Jehoshaphat was a leader in the in the Old Testament stories, 2 Chronicles 20. And he realises that there's a calamitous situation and we can follow the principles, see what, he's, what he did to lead his nation, Jewish people, to, to lead them out of uh, and through the, the, the story, the situation, which was, which was really scary for them. And why do you think that is particularly exciting for us now in our context just because it because it because we're right in it mm. so uh and probably the the thing for me to do is um i've got to get used to using a little um little phone um because i'm not used to doing that um I think the situation is the nation is facing a crisis Mm -hmm. and we as a nation are facing a crisis. Um, There was a great deal of fear around and there is a great deal of fear around today. Um, There were a number of forces coming against the people all at the same time. Uh, In Jehoshaphat's story, there were three particular armies coming to attack. They declared war on his nation. Um, but also the situation in that story was affecting men, women and children. And this particular crisis we're in, everyone is affected, the whole nation. So it's like, it, for me, it's our template. This is where we're at in our land. So read the story, 2 Chronicles 20. Well, that, that's, that completely makes sense. And there are ma- multiple levels that we can read the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament and one of this, those I think that's pertinent for us today is to read physical battles for us now in Christ as spiritual battles between reality, what's actually real, the goodness and the love of God, and lies and deception that, that fear and so on can rob us. So in, a, in some ways we can see ourselves, Jehoshaphat, in the story Currently, because we're saying that enemies of fear and anxiety, maybe concerns over health or or financial implications of COVID, are coming against us as a people, as a nation. 
And it sounds like what you're saying is that in looking at this story of Jehoshaphat in the Hebrew Bible, probably some 2,500 years ago, we can actually learn principles that help us to overcome today. So could you summarise the story for us with that in mind? We are post-Christianised now, 2,000 years Christianised. Let's hear the story, reading it back through that lens, that the enemies are not physical, but they're spiritual and they're things like fear and anxiety. Yeah, okay, so the gist of it, this is a story. So um, Jehoshaphat discovers that there are three armies coming against him. And then verse 3 of 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3, what he does is he, he inquires of the Lord. So the first thing he says, he turns to God and he inquires. And then he declares a fast. And then what happens is he involves the, the, the people. He says, hey, come together. So they come together. Men, women and children, it says, come together. So he's being really honest with them. And he says, come together. So they meet together. And then he basically says, he then turns to God. So he's a, great, he's a leader who says, in this situation, we turn to God. And he turns to God in verses 6 to 11 of 2 Chronicles 20 is where he's basically saying, he starts by praising God. And he says, look, you are our God. You've done this, this and this. And this is the purpose of praise sometimes when we're in, in trouble. Uh, but he, he, he says, you've done this, this and this. But actually, we're in real trouble. And he says, I think it's in verse 11, he says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. That is brilliant. Yeah. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. And then, and so, and then what happens is that in verse, I think it's in verse um, 15, 14, 15, something like that. Um, in that context, and oh, by the way, and the people had, had bowed down, they worshipped a bit more. And then suddenly in that context, verse 15, um, the Spirit of God lands on this guy called Jehaziel. Mm-hmm. And he has a word, a word comes from heaven, uh, 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 an indicate, this is what you're to do. And it comes on this guy and he says, do not worry guys, the battle belongs to the Lord. All, what we've got to do is to stand firm. The battle is God's and he will fight for us. And then Jehoshaphat, then the people go down on their knees again and worship and then, and then they go to bed. Uh, and the next morning, <laughs> the, uh, Jehoshaphat encourages them again, said, remember what Jehaziel said yesterday? Remember what he said? And they go out and he says, and he says the strategy was put the worshippers out the front. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? Puts a whole lot of singers out the front. But, so the singers go out the front, and what happens is they go to the place where the battle is going to be, and they're coming up, and it's over the rise of the hill where the enemy were, were, were ready to fight them, I think. And the singers are out there, and they're singing, give thanks to the Lord, his love endures forever. Um, see how old that song is? And, uh, and, and, and they go out, and what happens is this extraordinary thing, is the worship... The, it's, it's, you see the, the power of worship. They come over the brow of the hill, and suddenly the enemy, the three, the three forces, they've actually all got confused and <laughs> attacked each other, mm-hmm. and they're destroyed. Mm-hmm. 
And then, later on in the story, so then they celebrate, and that's great, you celebrate the, the, where God does wonderful things. Always look back and say, thank you. And celebrate. And then right at the end, it says the very last verse of the chapter, I think it says, and the fear of the Lord spread among the nation. Uh, no, not among the nation, among all the nations, and there was peace. So for me, that's it. That's good. So there's a, there's a really strong template there, isn't there, of acknowledging we don't know yep. what to do. Yep. The humility and self-awareness, which is hard for us. Yeah. in the, the 21st century West because there's a lot we do know what to do yeah. <laughs> and then but in that place worshipping not going into hopelessness but declaring yeah. God's good he's in governance nothing changes there Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever he always has a way always has a plan so we, we declare his good governance and then it sounds like what you're saying that in that place when that happened in Jehoshaphat's story and will happen for us today is a prophetic word a word from God will be sent to someone in the community in the faith community giving clarity and strategy and wisdom as to, as to the way ahead as to actually how to solve the problem Jehaziel received that word yeah and then they go back to worship again having heard the strategy yeah. and then they see a, a material breakthrough having had the spiritual breakthrough so yeah. the template is we acknowledge we don't know what to do we worship God sends a word telling us what to do. We worship again and see breakthrough. That is absolutely fantastic. How can you see that template now applying in the UK in our current crisis that we're facing? Give some, if, if you want to, you can go straight into some practical examples where you have seen it or just expand a bit more what you mean by using that as a template now for seeing breakthrough currently. I think I'd like to, can I tell uh, just a few stories? Yeah. Just because, yeah, be because in one sense, you look at a nation, you think, some of us might, you might be sitting at home thinking, well, how am I going to do it? Well, we learn, um, you know, Esther spoke brilliantly last week. Esther, a member of this particular church. And she spoke brilliantly last week. And she said, one of the things she said is faith. She was talking about um, Rahab. And she said, the father holding out his hand to us. That's what he said. And, and, and I love that. This, this story is about the father holding out his hand. He's always holding his hand out. But this is where a, per, a, a, a person who follows him looks to that hand. And the key thing for us now in the nation is we need leaders who are going to look to that hand. because And actually the people of God... The thing we need to pray about is we're able to have access to leaders who may or may not know God and are under huge pressure, all the government people, huge pressure. I wouldn't like to be carrying what Boris Johnson's got to carry. I wouldn't like to carry what Andy Burnham's got to carry or, or in our city, Marvin. But you need the, they need the people of God that's speaking in. And so, but I just, I just, let's just tell you, how do you build it up? If you're starting and, you, and maybe you, you, you haven't walked with the Lord for very long, I just want to give you some really, really simple things of how you build faith. Okay, in, that, in, in, in my own family, we believed that worship was really important. And worship had a power to release the prophetic. And so, some of you who live in Bristol will know that there was a there was a cafe in Jamaica Street at the corner of Jamaica Street in Stokes Croft, and it was called Zazu's. It's now called something else, I think. Yeah, it is. But it used to be called Zazu's. 
And up above La Zazu, there is a, on the, on the wall, it says, beauty from ashes. That's a scripture. That was received, that word was received in a time of worship in this very building. Whilst my daughter, seven-year-old daughter, Minnie, who was being trained by Esther, who spoke last week, was learning to worship. And she was playing the, the, um, she was playing the, uh, keyboard. And Sam and Ben, who had owned that cafe, had said they want to have a name. They want to have something, to put something as they, as they open the cafe. We want to have a word. And, and uh, so they came here and they said, can we have a... And I said, yeah, we're going to put, the, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna put our young worshippers out the front. She's seven years old. And she's playing in very slow... God is so good. And part of me, I was saying, come on, get on with it. It doesn't matter. Heaven was listening. And in the context of Minnie going, God is so good, like that, a word came. Someone else in the room, just like Jehaziel, someone else in the room received that phrase. I think two or three or something like that. And Sam went, that's the word. And it's there. So you learn... If you, if you see the power of praise to release the prophetic, you start doing it. So that's the first story. Second story, I kind of think you might think, well, I'm not into singing or something like that. I'll tell you another story. Um, back in uh, around 2008, 2009, there was a, a financial crisis here. And I was having a meal with my wife. We were having a meal with some friends on a Tuesday night. And the, the, they were, the, 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 it was a business in the city, it's based in, in the centre here, and they had to decide whether to close one of their offices. And, um, and I, I just got a sense, I just got a little nudge um, that I should just go and pray outside the guy's <laughs> office. So I, so, so, I, so I got the car and I, I drove along, went down to Hotwell Road, which for me in Bristol, as I'm looking at your camera, is that way. So I went down there and, and I parked in the Hotwell Road and I walked and I just texted the guy, my mate. I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm outside. I know you're having a meeting now or it's about to come. I'm, I'm, I just know that I'm praying. <laughs> and then what I did, I mean, this is crazy. I, I just got this sense I'd walk around. I'm not really good at praying, standing still, and my concentration's not good. So I was sort of wandering out. And it was a square. So I was w w walking around this square, rather like, we just, you know, Walls of Jericho. We just sung a song like that. And so I was walking around like that. And I did one lap. And then I thought, oh, I suddenly thought, oh, Joshua did seven, didn't he? So I thought, yeah, I could do that. I'll keep you going. <laughs> so I'm not really thinking particularly spiritually at all. I'm just trying to remember to concentrate on praying for my mate. And, and I go like that. And then after six times, by the way, there was this lady sitting on the bench. I don't know what she thought I was. She thought, use this nutter. And anyway, I get to the seventh, and I felt, I felt the Lord say, take your shoes off. So the last time I went round, I, did, I took my shoes off. And then, I mean, she, I'm surprised she wasn't calling the police or something. And, and anyway, immediately after that, so all I've done is, is, is kind, I'm a man of faith. I do believe in prayer. I believe things can shift things for people in the business place. And he was my mate and I wanted to pray. And do you know what happened? Absolutely, well, you don't know because I haven't told you yet, but absolutely extraordinary. Um, a, a friend of mine who spent much of his life in prison. At that particular time, he wasn't in prison. He was called Yomi. And I hadn't heard from him for about three years. He suddenly sends me a text. Literally, as I'm finishing that seventh walk round, 
and he says, I don't know why, I've just your name's just popped into my head. And he read out this. Uh, it was Luke 13, verse 6 to 8. It says, Then Jesus used this illustration. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it, but he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's take up space we can use for something else. The next verse. The gardener answered, give it one more chance, leave it one more year, and I'll give it special attention. And I texted that verse to my mate, who's in this big meeting. I had no idea exactly what they were thinking. And he said, that verse that you sent, was that was it, when we heard that as a as a company of uh, as um what are they called trustees or, or you know share I don't know what they're called people at the top of the business they sat down and said that's what we do the decision was sent from a guy who I knew and God just nudged him this is what happens when people of God in faith pray trust do, in a sense, weird things. And the funniest thing about the story is, is I walked back home to the car <laughs> and I hadn't realised I parked it on a bit where you're, you're not allowed to park it in, in um, Russia. <laughs> so I had a £35, um, what's it called? <laughs> uh, fine, a parking fee. <laughs> so anyway, but practical example. That's, that's brilliant. God that's loves our businesses. He's interested. Nice. Just ask him. And I can vouch... Um, and known Silas for many years of story after story after story from both him, but also, all, you know, all of us in this faith community, when we've worshipped and not known what to do, and yeah. then God's brought a prophetic word, yeah. whether it's in the workplace, in family life, and at um, other, other areas of life, we've seen him deliver yeah. when we've gone to him. So, what's exciting is I think it sounds like you've got another project up yeah. your sleeve now, Silas. Do you yeah. want to talk about that? Yeah. So, um, we're involved in praying for things in our city. And basically, I just want to tell I'm just going to get, get so I can be really succinct about this. Um, using these same principles of worshipping, of um, putting the worshippers out the front. Um, there are some issues in our city that, that are big issues that are coming up for our city. We're going to have a big problem with homelessness, even if we have one already, but people not having enough homes in our city. Um, and there's, there's going to be big unemployment. And so we, we want to gather an army of people who are going to worship and pray and seek in the same way, seek the Lord, some key direction from the Lord. So in the week, it's going to be the third week of November, starts the 16th, 16th to the 22nd. I am inviting everyone, <laughs> men, women and children, to, to text me on my phone number, which is 07970246771, or email me or Annie on Silas and Annie at gmail.com and just say I want to be part of this it's going to be an adventure of faith it's going to be the people of God uh, um, seeking the Lord for our city we're going to run it down the same principles of Jehoshaphat but of course the detail will be the Lord will show us certain things 
There's no, you, you take the principles, but you don't just say, we have to inquire of the Lord. But it's going to be for the people of our city, for, for the people, you know, because we are in a crisis, so we need to be ahead. The people of God need to lead, and this is how we're going to do it. So, so I just invite you, if you're interested, please text me, and then, and then I'll give you more information, and you can be part of this army. So, yeah, I mean, we really feel very honoured and privileged that God's called Silas and Annie to be in this city, in this region, to mobilise prayer. And that, that's not something we take lightly. We really treasure that. So I think this invitation, they, won't, they wouldn't have given out this kind of invitation without a real sense of the prompting of God's spirit. So that's the third week in November. Get in contact with them, either through a text or email, and ask them how they can support, be part of this army that we can actually start tearing down these critical strongholds which really keep people in suffering um, in our context now, particularly to do with homelessness and unemployment. That we, we don't want to see that as our future story in this city. We want to look back and go, actually, that could have been our trajectory, but it wasn't mm. because Silas and Annie mobilised an army to pray. So we just want to stand with them and honour them and say, yes, let's, let's, let's step into this invitation in the third week of November and get in touch with them. They have a history of seeing breakthrough. And this is the kind of next invitation that God's using them to bring us all into. I think that's absolutely fantastic. And I would like to finish with a, uh, just a, a sense that I get that I think Silas, Silas has mentioned this, uh, Andrew mentioned this, Annie mentioned this in her prophetic word. I think this is a new moment, a new invitation. When Joshua was about to take the people into the promised land, they'd had 40 years of wilderness. And I think God's saying we can just draw a line in the sand, whether we've had 40 wasted years, four wasted years, four months, four days, where we've been wandering and in disconnection, that today's the day that we can now step over with Yeshua, Joshua, the new Joshua, Jesus, into the land of promise that he has for us. So thank you, Silas, for being part of that, that great story, that great invitation, and Annie as well. It's really, really great. And we just say we, we welcome everyone into this adventure. Yeah, everyone. everyone. Men, women, and children. children. Yeah, we had all the story of us. with Minnie. Yeah. He was seven. Yeah, all of us. We, we heard the story of God used a friend of, of Silas's to hear God. Yeah. Who'd so, spent, who spent much of his life in prison. Exactly. No one, no yeah. one is beyond entering into yeah. this journey of exactly. faith. And like, like we talked about last week, being strategically used for mm. the kingdom. Yeah. So it's if fun. you're watching this thinking, that's not for me, I'd say take captive that thought and maybe come in and say, actually, this is for me. This is for me. Thanks, Silas. That Thank was you. brilliant. Any, any final thoughts, any senses, any final comments you'd like to say on Jehoshaphat, on this story? Uh, I tell you, the, the, the only funny thing is, is that we have to be, you know, I met a guy this week and his, his, uh, his wife's um, got a serious illness and he said to me, you know, where is your God? Mm. And I think we've got to understand that that is going to be a question mm. and it might even be a question that we have. Mm. But again, one of our stories in our family was I walked my family through 15 months of seeing my sister dying. Mm. And I was terrified that they would lose their faith 
My children would lose their faith because why would God allow someone to die? But actually, because we walked the family through it and we cried with them, we we went through the ups and downs of scan reports, but when she died, you know, they didn't lose their faith. Actually, my son said, actually, it strengthened his faith. So don't fear calamities. Reach out to the God's hand and let's go on this journey of faith together in the midst of the calamity. Yeah. That's good. Thank you, Silas. That's a real, really encouraging word. Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant. Well, we're going we're gonna to close up there. D- don't forget we've got a, a communion Zoom straight after this in about 15 minutes, so we'd love you to join us. The details are in a comment earlier that I posted. Uh, we've got the kids' football group later. We've got the uh, midweek. We've got the Bring Your Own Coffee at 2 here. Again, sign up on the doodle on the comment that was posted earlier. And we've got the midweek breakout prayer uh, opportunity as well on Wednesday. And do get in touch with Silas and listen back to to get his contact details to get in touch with them if you'd be interested in that third week in November being part of the, the army that's being mobilised and, and they'll give you more details as to as to what's involved but um, I'm going to pray and, and then we'll finish so um, let's pray together Holy Spirit thank you that that you lay a feast for us um, to to select from this morning that there's so many different things that you may be getting our attention about or so many opportunities for us to hear your voice and I pray that you would that you would sort of um, blinker our vision to hear the one thing that you're saying that you would really zone us in into the specific elements of this morning that you that you were getting our attention through Lord, would you speak to us through the story of Jehoshaphat? Would you really, would you really highlight the, the key element of that story that we need today, that we need to action and live into in this moment? Whether it's acknowledging that we don't know what to do, whether it's stretching out our hand and asking God for help, whether it's gathering with others uh, uh, virtually or in the flesh to, to pray and worship together and believing for a, for a word of guidance. Whatever it is, Lord, would you, would you help us and, and kickstart us into action? activating that thing thank you god that that we're following you which means that you're in front of us that 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 you're ahead that you can lead us that you're able to lead us through this time we bless your name father we're followers of yours amen if you're new to hope do get in touch say hello drop us an email we'd love to connect but otherwise great to be with you and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully see you in a minute on zoom but if not see you next week